0: It's Simona. I'm back with another episode, another season. We're gonna call it a new era. You know, I tried to reboot this last year, it didn't go so well. I lost motivation very quickly, to be fully transparent. But all the signs over the past couple days have pointed to podcast. Like, i was in like a reflective moment and you know i was a little bit like you know i should restart my podcast and i was like no you know like 20 people listen like at most it's not really worth my time and like energy if i'm not like really getting anything out of it it just feels like a chore and then it doesn't reach anyone and that's just like what was the point but then my friends told me they were like this was like listening i was like sending them voice memos and they're like this was like listening to a podcast they're like you should do a podcast we love listening to you talk, I was like, what are you talking about, so I was like, okay, like, maybe, like, people do enjoy listening to me talk about things, like, maybe I should restart Simona's reality, and then I was like, no, like, it's okay, and then I got cast in a role as, like, radio voice, and, like, it's not a big role or anything, but, like, the role is, like, radio voice, and I was like, that, it was, like, so out of my control. Like, that's a sign from, like, somewhere. It's the days of awe. It's not anymore, but, like, it was. I'm like, that was my awe. So, um, here we are. It feels like God sent me on a mission to start a podcast again or something like that. But we're back. I am excited. I'm feeling rejuvenated, refreshed. You know, there's a lot to unpack. I... Did play UCLA Survivor last year. I'm now on production. The season's gonna start releasing soon, so I'm really excited to be talking about that. Um, Survivor is in the middle of a new season. You know, we're around the beginning, but a lot to come, a lot has happened, a lot to unpack. The challenge is starting, the mole is coming back. I can't even begin to tell you how excited I am that the mole is coming back, like that's a big one there are rumors of total drama coming back the amazing race is happening A uh, monumental and historic season of big brother just ended hello like there's so much going on right now in the world of reality tv and in my world of reality tv in regards to ucla so I have a ton in store, a ton of content, a couple cool guests lined up, some guests that I would like to line up, but we'll see, we'll see, um, but I'm excited to be back, I hope you're excited that I'm back, and so with that being said, let's get into it, what is this episode? to be so honest like I am not the biggest Big Brother watcher like at all I don't know if I've ever actually watched a full season and it's like this year I really tried to and then the Split House came and I was just over it like I was sad people I was liking were going downhill or they were going home and all these things and I was just like I was over it and I know that's such like a cop out like the person you like goes home or they're like getting less rootable and so you stop watching the show. It's like Big Brother is so hard to keep up with like I just haven't been able to do it. But with that aside there's a lot that happened this last season of Big Brother that I don't feel I can restart this podcast very shortly after that season ended without acknowledging and talking about that season because it was a big moment in reality TV. It was a big moment for women of color, for black women, um, for all people of color, for underdogs and people who have been like Bullied in the game of Big Brother. It was an important moment, and there's a lot that happened throughout the season that can be unpacked, should be unpacked, shall be unpacked in this episode. I am so excited for everything that's to come in the future of this podcast as well, but I'm gonna save that for later. But for now, I hope you guys bear with me. If you're not a Big Brother fan, i'll see you later or stick around because even though someone who isn't a huge big brother fan i think the season had some pretty great stuff to offer for the viewers so let's get into it let's talk about it and here we go so when i think of big brother 24 i think taylor you know this season truly revolved around her in basically every way you know the pre-jury was entirely her mist it was all of her karma hitting each and every person she was the blockbuster this season every person who sat next to her went home the season just revolved around her in every way and this was the first big brother season in a really long time i feel like that had a satisfying ending so with all of this in mind um let's meet our first guest and jump into the pre-jury segment of the game so my first guest today is ryan ryan do you want to go ahead and and introduce yourself
1: hi i'm ryan i'm 17 and my pronouns are she her
0: awesome so as we talked about right with the pre-jury I think the first thing that's the most important to talk about is Paloma, and even though she walked, you know, she had mental health issues, um, her short time in the game had a really large impact on the game moving forward, even after she was gone.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, the thing, so as soon as Paloma kind of met Taylor, heard what she was, what she did which was pageant, pageants and pageantry, she kind of just got this idea of who Taylor was as a person in her mind and just decided to go with that for the rest of the game instead of getting to know her. She constantly referred to Taylor as a bitch or that bitch or the word pageant girl, not giving her the respect of using her own name. Mm -hmm. And she would spread a bunch of things around to a lot of people that then would make them not like Taylor as well because they felt good with Paloma and they had trust in her even though things she was saying were not true like especially the situation with Monty where she told Monty that or Taylor told Monty that Paloma was targeting the men which was true right and Monty immediately assumed that Taylor was lying because of the things he had already been hearing about her prior to that moment
0: yeah exactly I think another way that we really see Paloma's impact moving forward is um situations with Nicole and with Daniel you know especially with Daniel where he was like you you know you did that to my friend or whatever and you know Taylor just had like no clue what he was talking about just because Paloma had really like framed the whole situation in this really specific
1: type of way Mm -hmm. yeah I mean I think it really shows when like Daniel is like going into Taylor and like yelling at her, how she thought it was a joke. Like she was so unaware of the fact that people perceived her that way because she didn't do anything to make them perceive her that way, that she didn't even realize when he was being serious about the whole, you're doing this to my friend, you're doing this and you're affecting people's mental health and you're playing mind games because she genuinely like did not think people saw her that way because she didn't do anything to be seen that way.
0: Yeah no exactly and I think like that was terrible and I think as terrible as it was I think it also though allowed the viewers to really feel for Taylor and empathize with her because we were able to see like what was really happening Um, and I think that's definitely like part of the reason that a lot of people came to root for her just because of how she had that underdog story and that mistreatment from the very start.
1: Yeah, she definitely had to, like, start the game a step lower than everyone else because she was immediately, like, put into this box, and, like, when you're, especially in a game like Big Brother where first impressions are so important, especially that first week, I feel like there, she had to do a lot more work to even get to the place where everyone else started the game because of people's perceptions of her because of what she looks like.
0: Yeah, no, exactly. Um, I think, you know, she started the game on the block as well, right? And Paloma left, which, like, saved her. But she did start the game on the block and continued to spend a very large portion of the game on the block um, week after week, which is definitely another thing to discuss. Um, But I think continuing to analyze the pre-jury, right... So, after Paloma self-evicted, that had its ripple effects, um, but on top of that, right, we had the next week when Pooch volunteered to put himself on the block in order to send Taylor home.
1: I just think that that was so interesting because, like, to volunteer to put yourself on the block to specifically get one person out, yeah, you must have to think that everyone in that house hates that person.
2: Mm. And
1: it just is really telling of what people perceived the house dynamic as, and what people perceived the house like hierarchy as. Because he just didn't even fathom the fact that maybe Taylor could have some votes to stay. Yeah. So he obviously had a good enough reason. Like I don't think he's like he's like dumb, but I don't think he's like <laughs> that stupid. I think he just really like heard what people are saying about her, heard how people act towards her, and just let that cloud his vision in terms of things like he just really thought they hated her which they must have shown him actions and shown him words to make him think that
0: yeah no that's a really interesting perspective because i think a lot of people would just have seen it and been like oh, i can't believe he did that you know like why would you volunteer to put yourself on the block but when there's this predominant narrative that's really being painted constantly there's nothing that would make you not confident right you would be overly confident in the fact that you're safe and you're like you know why don't I take one for the team put this on my resume and make this as a move for myself going forward
1: yeah I mean and he's not even the only person in the season who volunteered to go on the block next to Taylor right. or put themselves in a position to go on the block next to Taylor to send her home yeah so it's obviously was a consensus with a lot of people that if they sat on the block next to her they would be safe
0: and the exact opposite happened Mm -hmm. yeah so the next eviction right was amira um and i don't know i thought this eviction was really interesting just because going into the game amira was somebody that i was rooting for and obviously that very quickly changed um but i had been rooting for her um and also like the potentially most important alliance of the season was formed during this week around Mm -hmm. the way that Taylor was being mistreated for the most part some people's motives weren't super clear as as the season continued right but um the formation of that alliance was definitely a turning point in the game and also what Mm -hmm. sent Amira and then Nicole and then Daniel out the house one after the other
1: Mm mm-hmm so yeah, well, what I found really interesting about Amira and especially that week is that week not only did the alliance form under the um under the goal to protect Taylor and like right the wrongs that the house had done to her, but Turner called it out in his speech at mm. I think the veto ceremony and he he told the rest of the house exactly the reason why these people were going up. I think what was really interesting is Amira heard that and she just did not think it applied to her she just did not think that what she was saying about Taylor. And she said a lot. She was a very nasty girl to Taylor in the house. And especially going as to as far as to say that her mother would be disappointed in her Mm -hmm. and other things about how BB23 ruined it for the rest of us because Taylor was talking to her about their experience as black women together, especially in Big Brother and I just think that Amira, when she heard that, thinking that it didn't apply to her was really interesting to me. Because, like, I mean, Paloma, I mean, crazy enough, Paloma said it itself. The lack of self-awareness is just astounding. Mm-hmm. hmm No. Yeah.
0: But- that's so true. And then, I mean... I think also something to unpack, right, is the the Festy Bestie twist, which I thought was a really interesting twist, especially in the way that The Leftovers approached, um, the the pairings right to make sure they were all safe but i also think like you said right nicole and taylor ended up together putting nicole in the position where she was like if i'm next to taylor on the block i'm gonna be fine i'm gonna i'm gonna stay like unanimously right and once again the opposite happened but still once again right taylor had to sit on the block in order for that to to happen
1: Mm mm-hmm and every time Taylor had to sit on the block of this, when it was pooch, when it was for Nicole, when it was later in the season, she took it and she, she did not, she did not yell at people. She, she did not get angry. She just took it and she said, okay, I have to do what I have to do for the team. I'm a team player. And she took it with grace. And I think that's something that we really need to identify that she got treated so terribly in that house and never not once did she show any of that energy back to anyone. the only time she even semi did that was in goodbye confessionals but i don't think what she said was super rude i think what she said was warranted given the treatment she was given
0: no a hundred percent and i think there's also something to talk about right like with this diversity policy just being recently enacted right there have only been a small handful of reality tv seasons in general that have actually happened since the policy has come into place it has largely changed the game for people of color because instead of being like so automatically on the outs and in the minority um it's put them in just a more fair and like humane position um but right we saw that with like the cookout of course right where that alliance dominated the season deservingly um but i think unfortunately for taylor like i don't i don't know i'm curious how that was different you know obviously there weren't as many black people this season as there were last season but at the same time like there were people of color who are still mistreating her which i think is is so upsetting Mm
1: -hmm. and i think it has something to do daniel said something really interesting to nicole that i like wrote down in my notes because i found it really interesting he said and I quote, the moment I saw you, I knew this, referring to the Rograts, was gonna happen. The moment I saw Taylor, I knew it was bad news. And then he immediately after says, I've gone on tour, I've worked with many different races, blah, blah, blah. What I find interesting is Nicole is a lighter skinned person of color. Mm. I think she's part black, part Puerto Rican. Um, and Taylor is a dark skinned black woman. And I think this opens up the conversation of colorism. Yeah. Because the way that she was the the darkest woman in the house and the way that she was the one who was isolated and mistreated versus all of the other women of color especially uh, especially uh, the other black women amira jasmine nicole they were not treated with such animosity and they were not treated with such microaggressions and they happened to be the three black women that were lighter skin tones so yeah i think it really opened up the conversation of Taylor was isolated, not only because she was a black woman, but because she was a dark skinned black woman.
0: Right, so it's like, we look at this policy and we see, okay, diversity, but then we have to take into account like the other factors that still, despite the like quote, diversity that's being included, The way that people are still being marginalized and mistreated despite that right and like we saw with last season it has the potential to create a safe space but we're not there yet there are more steps that need to be taken before we're there
1: well when you have 20 like two seasons where you have maybe Four people of color at most per cast Mm -hmm. it's really hard to undo the systems that have been put in place in big brother and the way big brother works and the way people go into big brother and implicit bias is still just a natural human thing that's going to happen you are going to have bias towards different people and i think the problem with big brother is when people get there they just have this mentality that oh it's a game whatever i do is just a game it's not real Big Brother is still, these are still people. These are still people being themselves, hopefully, in the game, and they still have to live with these experiences and live with what happened in the game after. So to say that it's just a game and try to separate that and then work with maybe all white people or target people of color or do microaggressions, you know, just to fit in because you don't want to be the odd one out. I feel like that really shows who you are as a person because this, it's, it's, Big Brother is a social experiment. It's, a very enclosed space but it's of the country it's a reflection of us Mm -hmm. that's what reality tv is like it's exaggerated yes but it is a reflection of us and things that happen in there reflect to real world problems so i think that's a big problem with it is people see it as just a game it is a game but it is also people playing the game
0: Yeah, it's a game, it's people playing the game, and it's a game that's broadcasted, right, to the entire country, right? It's not just this small thing that doesn't impact anything else, right? There are thousands of people tuning into the show and watching these behaviors, learning these behaviors, right? Like, so many people learn developmentally from... From watching and seeing behaviors reproduced, and if we allow these behaviors to be reproduced on such a large scale with such a large platform, right, they're going to continue to to occur with within our lives.
1: Absolutely, and especially with how like how stereotypes work and how people will automatically stereotype people, like. Especially black women in the game, they're always stereotyped as loud, aggressive. I mean, even Pooch said that the reason he didn't pick Taylor to be, to get like the backstage pass thing is because he thought she would blow up. He had never spoken to her before. Mm -hmm. So it's these like notions that people have, they're kind of ingrained into the game of Big Brother because then they treat these women terribly and when these women have a reaction because they're human and they're allowed to have emotions, they're seen as, oh, well, we were right. She just blew up. Like they didn't cause her to do that. So I think because of however many seasons has happened and how many times this goes over and over again and the same thing happened, those stereotypes are ingrained in people's brains to look for when they enter the game. And I think that it's gonna be a long time and a lot, unfortunately, I mean, thank God Taylor did this even and she did it the way she did, because I think that is going to really help unpack and unravel these stereotypes and hopefully start to eradicate them from people's minds when they enter the game.
0: Yeah, for sure. Well, thank you so much, Ryan, for talking through the pre-jury section of the game with me. You know, I think it's really important to analyze the game aspects, but also the real world applications of everything that happens. Mm -hmm. So I appreciate so much the time that you've given today. um, And I'll talk
1: to you soon. Okay, thank you so much for having me. It was so much fun.
0: So next to talk about the jury phase, we have
2: Javen. Hi, Simona. So oh, much for inviting me
0: tonight yeah of course so getting into the jury phase of the game right there's a lot to talk about but i think we can definitely focus on the more pivotal aspects of the game um and the ways that those moments impacted the season as a whole so right going into the first week of jury after being on the block week after week right taylor wins head of household.
2: Yes, 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 yes. I was so excited. I think the whole world was finally excited about the season. We've been wanting a win from Taylor. So it was really exciting to finally see someone that we were rooting for just have some power in the game. We needed that. Yeah. And
0: I think it was also like a very emotional one for her just because of like everything she'd been through. It was like she made jury and she like won something. Like it was all like coming together.
2: Absolutely.
0: Um, and, yeah, so through her HOH, right, she took out Indy, which was definitely someone who, like, didn't treat her the best. I mean, to be honest, right, like, no one in the game treated her the best. Right. So it was, like, it didn't really matter who she took out. But I definitely think that was a a productive use of her HOH just because that was someone who, like, it made sense to her and, like, in her value system, like, it made sense for her to go after Indy.
2: I will say, as a viewer, I was like, Taylor, don't come for Indy. I wasn't, um, Indy was one of the least few people that I was upset with when it comes to just the whole cast. A lot of them were really brutal with Taylor, yeah. um, but, you know, towards the end and after this season, like I've come to the realization that it, it did make sense for her to come for Indy because Indy wasn't best for her game, Indy didn't really care and i mean everything happens for a reason so go off
0: (laughs) true yeah and so then you know i think the next and potentially like the most important week in the game was um the week with the split house twist Mm. um and i think that was definitely as a viewer I thought that was really interesting to watch, just because, right? As someone who really likes Survivor, right? You have your normal like split tribe Survivor twist. And I was like, oh my God, they're doing it! But with Big Brother, you know that you add the element of like the veto and everything, and the nominations and the structure of that game, and it definitely becomes a lot more complicated.
2: For sure, I've been a fan of Big Brother since season six, so to have that happen, I don't think we've ever seen a twist like that, and it's just really important to see how these players move in that situation we've never had that so i don't know i was really interested in tuning in i was i was really scared though mm-hmm. the minute julie revealed that twist it's scary
0: yeah no there's a lot of variability it was like the safest people could have been no longer safe right yeah. and as we saw from the result right the leftovers were put in jeopardy ultimately and I think that like you know looking at that week and kind of looking at some other moments this season it's interesting to analyze the balance between strategy and morality right like this was the week that Kyle chose to reveal the leftovers right and ultimately it did save him in this game at that point at least maybe it doomed him in the game overall to be honest right but that was definitely a very strategic choice and right the same can be said of like when michael and Brittany brought up some of the stuff that kyle had been talking about early in the season right like that was definitely strategic and benefited them strategically was it moral no, like, they should have brought that up right away, and so I think the balance between strategy and morality in a game which I talked about with Ryan earlier where this is, like, broadcast into the world, right? I think that balance is really interesting.
2: Yeah, I... When... So, in the beginning of the season, I think Kai was in a situation where I think he had the choice to either use the veto on the list, I think a list was on the block, there was a scenario where a list was on the block, and... Mm -hmm. You know, they're like, all oh, don't save Alyssa. And he's like, I need to. And in that moment, I'm like, okay, yes, I, I'm upset because I don't, I didn't really care about Alyssa, but it made sense for him at the moment to save Alyssa. Uh, going into the dire in this whole split house, I didn't think it was really important for him to at least expose the leftovers. Um, and because I just feel like there is four other people inside the house. Uh, you know, we have, Turner, who was outside with you, who was a competitor back in the the day, like Turner's willing to switch on anybody. It's been proven before. Mm -hmm. So I was just like, "Mm, I think we're lacking just game skills at that point. I I thought once he did that, I was like, there is no way Kyle can make it really far in this game. I knew it was going downhill for Kyle. And I was like, this might be a little tricky for Taylor because now she just got exposed. She's part of this alliance. Yeah. It was very frustrating to watch and as a as a viewer and as just as a fan, I'm like, you definitely just screwed up big time. Big time.
0: Right. And I think, right, the interesting thing is that it was very clear that Terrence was able to be influenced by the other people who were out there, right? And like, in right. my opinion, it was not smart for Terrence to keep like Alyssa, for example. Like Or, I mean, like, it was smart for Like, it wasn't smart for him to get rid of her. Like, I think that Mm -hmm. made sense to me. And I do think the move that made the most sense for Terrence was to get out (laughs) Joseph. Right, but I think that, like, everybody had such a big impact on him that if Kyle had, like, stuck to his guns and, like, not done all that, I do think Alyssa would have gone home at the end of the day. I don't, yeah. I think that also could have cost Kyle the game in like a jury management kind of way, but we'll mm. never know, you know?
2: I do, I do feel like Kyle could have possibly just made it further in the game had he just kind of took the back in that situation, you know, Terrence was h but it really felt like Kyle was h the way he was controlling that whole week, and I think it definitely bit him yeah. <laughs> right, right once Joseph went home from it. Yeah. it was unfortunate to watch
0: and it was also sad to see you know how like taylor ended up getting lied to about joseph's final words and everything and how that impacted like her season going forward you know
2: oh i wanted to go into the tv and just like uh shake everybody like no this is horrible this is horrible to watch that like. was
0: that was when we needed <laughs> was, a wall yeller
2: <laughs> yes yes i was such a huge joseph fan like i obviously loved taylor but i had to. Like a second person to be a fan of it was definitely Joseph, and when he was going through all that in the backyard, I was just so upset. Like I felt like he got ganged up in a moment where like three just went on one, and then I, for them to go back into the house and just completely lie, just paint this nasty narrative of Joseph. I'm like, no, he's not this. But I mean, it it didn't work out because I Taylor and Monty fell past that, and I'm like, okay, good, right? Thank God.
0: Yeah. No. Yeah um speaking of other people to be a fan of um i would say after taylor um my favorite was probably michael just because i really enjoyed watching you know i always love a super fan you know that's that's the type of person i really love to watch and the way that michael literally had like his big brother bible and like he was like killing competitions (laughs) and like coming into it right like i wouldn't have expected that from him at all and so i really enjoyed watching him throughout the season um but like i mentioned earlier right their use of kyle talking about a people of color alliance right was also very strategic and you know it was clear that michael was a very calculated person right but like there's still a line and like where does that line come in i think is something that he definitely could have used different judgment on
2: for sure i during the season in the beginning of the season i actually started liking kyle i am like oh my god this is just someone that has completely turned the tables around you know in the beginning of the season no one liked kyle pre-season no one liked (laughs) kyle i mean i was just like this guy's full-on cringe I cannot and then when he was taking part into saving Taylor I'm like oh my god this is awesome like like yeah for sure this is different you know we've seen a white straight masculine man really just saving this innocent black girl that's really been going through it in the house and it was just really different and awesome to see at the moment and so when he was so quick to turn on that I'm like no because your your purpose of doing that in the beginning of you know creating that alliance was just because you saw the mistreatment of Taylor, and for you to quickly turn on that just so that she can kind of get, you know, pretty much in trouble in this game. I it was so frustrating to watch, and I think him assuming there was a whole alliance of people of color was frustrating, considering that he had he himself had seen people of color trash their other housemates of color, whereas it's something we didn't see last season. You know, we right. had the cookout and obviously they didn't make it known that they were in alliance, but you didn't see them constantly bash each other, which was something that we saw this season. We saw Jasmine talking that on Taylor. We saw Monty and stuff. So I was just like, how the cards are right in front of you. You've literally been shown that these people truly just don't have an alliance. And I don't know, it was just very refreshing to watch. Um, I was a huge fan of Michael at the moment too, but then I started feeling like, okay, there is, like you said, a line being crossed. Michael and Brittany used Kyle to kind of get further into the game, and I saw past that. And I think everyone that viewed that saw past that. You know, there is a big debate yeah. where they're like, oh, they didn't use that, but I, I definitely saw that. I think Michael and Brittany, they knew what they were doing because I honestly feel like had they been affected by this or they really felt some type of way, I think they should have said something earlier. Yeah. And they didn't, which is why I was like, uh, oh, I was I was a little sad. Right. I was a little sad.
0: No, I agree. And, like, there's, like, a world right like you said where i could understand where kyle is coming from right like we just came off a world like a season where the cookout did exist but like you said like there was nothing that was like pointing to that being a reasonable reality in this house like there were no signs that were like alluding to that and like if there was reason for like Reasonable, like suspicion of that, like it's like, oh yeah, let's you know, doing it again, whatever, like cookout two But like that clearly wasn't, like, the, like the he case saw, case. like he was there, right? Like he was there <laughs> for the whole season. He saw the way everything was going down. That was like very clearly not what was happening.
2: Yeah, I, because I was also one of the people where I was like, hey, if I was in Kai, I would probably thought that too had, you know, things were just different but the season was just completely different. You didn't see that. You saw Kyle was himself where people were bashing Taylor on a personal level too, right. which is something that the out didn't do. Right. So it was just so frustrating to watch. Yeah. Like, no, no, Kyle. You lose points.
0: Right. Major points. Yeah, I think that <laughs> like the points. brutal mistreatment of Taylor throughout the season, like should have been a clear sign. Like I feel like if there was like And, like, as a white person, I'm like, I don't know. But I feel like if there was an alliance that was a person of color alliance and they were seeing someone being mistreated on one of the basis of that being race, right? Like, there would have been some more action about that early on. And that just, like,
2: didn't happen. Absolutely. This season was just more personal than Game related, in my opinion. Uh, Whereas in Cookout was just straight.
1: Straight game. game. And yeah. We saw
2: that a lot last season. I think this season was really personal. So for him to paint that picture, it was just like, "But you're you're wrong," and you know it. Like it, deep down, I felt like Tao knew that there wasn't, mm. but he was just so naive and he wanted to believe that, and it really it really made him look bad. Yeah, yeah.
0: Well, the next thing that I wanted to talk about, and this is really getting into the end game, because I think that covers the majority of kind of the, the big happenings um in the early and mid jury stage. But um was Taylor's whole situation with Monty after Joseph was gone. <laughs> uh, <ooh>. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I I was not
2: happy. I know I feel I feel like I felt like negative fan the season I was not a big fan of the season Pomona. Um Monty was someone I just was not uh, fair enough, I fan off at all throughout the whole season, even when, you know, they were part of the uh, Leftovers. I was just like, you know, up with of Monty. Like, I was like, this going to he's probably going to flip at some point. Honestly, don't Monty would flip on the Leftovers before uh, Michael. So when that happened, when him and Taylor became a thing, I was just like, oh. But, in the back of my head, I'm like, you know what, Taylor? Do what you got to do to win. I'm like, go off, sis. <laughs> right like, like work money. get that get that money, get that money. yeah
0: so, no, uh, it was definitely confusing and like I think the whole world was team <laughs> Joseph you know and in, in the in the post season right we've we've gotten our we've gotten our peace the order has been restored um but yeah seeing that it was like hello I know but,
2: I, but that's what I love big brother so much because a lot of these things happen and you know taylor has no idea that you know joseph is the one in our eyes and monty is the one that's been trashing her from the beginning of the season so to know that at some point all that is going to come to an end and really she's going to be able to see herself what monty been saying how monty's been acting and who really is for her um I was just really excited i'm like okay this is definitely gonna come to an end soon and she's really gonna realize the Monty. too so it's not it and you know it was just all for a game so yeah I'm like okay
0: <laughs> so looking now to the finale right like there's so much to be said about the finale right taylor lost Ooh. final hoh she had no chance in part three right she lost yeah. one and two Um, and I think a lot of people were like, her fate is sealed, like, it's over, like, we were so close, you know, there was a lot of, like, almost, and then Monty took her to the end, and I think that's a huge testament to her social game, um, and also just, like, a huge misread on Monty's Mm -hmm. end.
2: Yeah, I, what people fail to realize is Big Brother is a social game, and I felt like Monty oh no, he just completely had it in the bag because he's won more comps than Taylor and felt like, you know, he's done more moves. But in reality, uh, Taylor was just trying to survive. And I think that's more impressive in a social game rather than someone that's just like calling shots. So I thought that it was really funny that he felt like, okay, I completely had this. I'm gonna be completely honest with you, Simona. It was like final six and I'm like, there's just no way my baby is winning. <laughs> I thought that, I, cause I'm like, okay, the jury can see that, but they completely see something different that we do. Uh, you know, they play this game and they just see a whole different point of view than what we have seen. So I was like, if Taylor goes to the month he like, unfortunately, she is going to lose. Mm. And I'm like, oh. So when she, when we, when we found out that she lost part one and part two, I'm like, oh. They're like, oh. But and I'm like, you know what? I guess Taylor could be in that category of like best to never win. I'm <laughs> need to take that, She goes with Danielle. Right now. I was like, oh, I guess. Um, but it just shows that you should never underestimate. uh social player and, and just someone in general i mean i'm gonna be completely honest i don't i would have never taken someone that's been in pageant to the end they know how to do a good scene. right I'm like monty really yeah she she nailed it she completely nailed it and of course she did yeah she's a pageant queen i know they nailed them speeches <laughs>
1: no she
0: slayed and i think also like i think to an extent her winning definitely is changing the way that people perceive the game of big brother because like you said i think a lot of people see the physical aspect right like in the big brother instagram community right i feel like often people are weighing like the moves you made whereas like with taylor she is really shifting that like she didn't necessarily make a ton of moves but she had a huge impact um on the season and She had to survive constantly and it was social game. And I think in a lot of ways, being vulnerable so often is more impressive. And I do think that's changing the way that people are are viewing the game and viewing the strategy to the game. And her speech, like you said, it was just like, I went to um, Aza's finale party and like everyone got chills. At the end, Aza was crying, like, It was, was. It was, was moving. Of, it was uh, moving. Yeah,
2: I was in tears. I was in tears because this is someone that we've been watching since week one, really go through it. I don't think we've ever had a big uh, a winner like that, Big Brother, where they've been talked about since the very first week, right? On a where game it's level been and on a personal level.
0: Yeah,
2: and, and I was just like. Oh, my God. I just, I felt like I watched one of my family members win Big Brother. Yeah. Like this, and this she feels, was, so good. she was
0: the favorite to win. You know, I said this at the beginning of the <laughs> episode, but it's like, I don't think, it's been so many seasons since, like, the person that everyone's been rooting for actually won. Like, actually that hasn't won. happened in a long, long really time. Long. And so I think that made this all the more satisfying.
2: Yeah, this is, Big Brother season 23, uh, the last time I really for a winner was Big Brother 13 mm. in 10 seasons, which was like 10 years. So I was just like, oh my God. To this day, Simona, I kid you not, I'm like, there's no way Taylor won. Like, I'm <laughs> still shocked to one. And it, it's just a big, like you said, in the Big Brother Instagram community, you know, I've, I've watched it myself. I've gone through it myself with like a lot of social players don't really get recognized in big brother which is a social game so it's just amazing to watch and it should also show you you never know what people have yeah in the back of their sleeves like she had it coming for him and he thought that he was gonna nail it and i honestly think had monty really pulled out this good speech i think there was potential for him to win but he lost it yeah. He definitely lost that that speech i was just like no Monty, you completely lost because I think Monty played a good game, uh, but his speech just definitely showed that he was just not ready. He's not ready, and Taylor was <laughs> Taylor's yeah. been ready. And I also think like it was it, I I was frustrated. Cause a lot of people were like, "Oh, but Taylor didn't make big moves." I'm like, listen. <laughs> throughout her whole game she had to try to survive yeah. she's been nominated at that point you can't call big shots when you're nominated this week. no
0: exactly that is how
2: she won big brother she had to survive on her own
0: yeah no and i think also like you know she was underestimated and like from what I've heard about the jury round table and the way that they like had to have Britney say something negative to me, at least it sounded like going into finale, it really was a landslide in Taylor's favor. But I think like on yeah. top of all that, right, like, you know, we look at back at the season and like, it is Taylor, like the season is just Taylor. She is always the top of a, of conversation. <laughs> she is always in danger. She is always being rooted for like, the season is Taylor. And like, This game, right, has not favored people of color basically ever, right? And so now to have this happen and it be a black woman and a woman who was targeted the entire season for practically no reason, right, from, from the jump, I think that speaks volumes about her, her character, and hopefully creates a shift in the game moving forward.
2: My favorite part about just everything about Taylor was that she never got aggressive. She never got out of character, which is what a lot of people thought that she would because she was a black woman. And it just shows that there is so many black people that are just like Taylor, but a lot of people paint this nasty narrative when it comes to just black people or black women in general you know she never broke out of character she's a, a sweetheart and that was so like just heartwarming to watch to watch someone that's been really been going through it I, i'll be honest i would have broken character <laughs> i would have been like forget all of you guys but she took it like a chance more than a lot of people would and it was just really good to watch
0: yeah well thank you so much Jiren, for being on this episode with me
2: Thank you so much, Simona, for inviting me. I'm a big fan of your podcast. It's really fun to watch and be part of.
0: (laughs) Thank you. Something that I think is really interesting about this season is the way that fans have stayed really engaged, even in the postseason, with, you know, how people have apologized or not apologized to Taylor. Um you know, Taylor and Joseph's little situation, a lot of people are excited to keep tabs on, um, and it's just interesting to see how those relationships unfold, and I think it's really cool that as a fan base, that's something that people have remained really interested in, um, but I think beyond that, you know, this season is gonna leave a really, Profound impact on the game of Big Brother, or at least I hope it does. You know, the mistreatment of Taylor was unacceptable, and the House and America were shown that through the actions of everyone throughout the season, right? Everyone who wronged Taylor ended up going home, and Taylor won the season and was rewarded for her perseverance and the strength um, and beauty of her character. Um, And I hope that the game that she played, the type of game she played, remains an admirable game style. I think it will add a lot of interesting strategy and a good change of pace to the game of Big Brother going forward, and I can't wait to see what's in store for the future. I hope you all enjoyed this episode of Simona's Reality, and I'll see you all next time.